every time I say a certain word, I lose you guys for like two seconds. What word? Seriously. Every time I say that word, uh, Siri comes on. Oh, oh. I see. That's weird. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And like it cuts off my feed for like a second so that that thing so can she, talk to me. Yeah, she can talk to you. So I think what you need to do is uh, mispronounce seriously. You got to go like seriously. <laughs> How am I sounding now? Sounds great. Just okay, don't say seriously. Don't. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm a little further Welcome. away because Welcome I'm on a rocking the, chair. Oh, Go God, ahead. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pajaba. That's all staying in the Pajaba <laughs> Television Podcast. I am Pajaba Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. With me as always are Pajaba TV Editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And you've already heard him. It's Skeet Ulrich's younger brother, Dustin Rolls. Is it Ulrich? No, it's Ulrich. I thought it was Ulrich. Uh, right? Skeet I don't Ulrich. know. Come on. I don't know how to pronounce things. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce seriously. So, you know. Seriously, I know. Seriously. Is I fell right? down my how, stairs how do this week, <laughs> listeners, and hurt my ass. So, I'm a little uncomfortable tonight. Is that why you're in a rocking chair? That's right. I, with, I, I, I'm in a rocking chair with like a pad underneath me. Oh, is it the donut? No, donut? not the donut. That's that's for like <laughs> no. hemorrhoids or something, right? I don't I don't judge I, you. I mean, I've never had donuts. So I uh, don't know. Producer Seth left behind his like uh, seat pad for his back or whatever. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say his hemorrhoid donut. Love <laughs> so spackles. Love spackles seat cushion. <laughs> yes, was, yes. Please tweet at Love Spackle for all of your uh, <laughs> your hurt butt questions. I'm sure he has a lot of uh, product recommendations. He's an expert. Um, How is your butt, Dustin? <laughs> oh, it's 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 okay. I but for like four days, five days, I don't remember how many days. I could not sit or stand. Or I sit, so I could only stand or lie down, which was a strange experience when you're trying to work. So we're we're lucky that you're not standing or lying down right That's now. That's right. I am sitting, but. I've been sitting for like uh, 45 minutes now, and so it's starting to get a little uncomfortable. So we'll see how that goes into the night. Oh, you're going to need to get up to stretch. I might, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're a very professional podcast, so please uh, don't make any noise if you do so. But, also, uh, just, just hang sure on to the handrail, people. Always hang on to the handrail <laughs> when walking downstairs. <laughs> that is that's good advice. Um, Dustin, do you have anything to uh, drink to to dull the pain? Or I am drinking a, a, a Pinot Grigio from Trader Joe's called uh, Mezza Corona. Mezza Corona. Oh wow, that's a cool. Oh, I've name. had that one before. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, right? It's like uh, Corona, but wine. Really? I don't know. <laughs> no, wow. it, it's just in the name. But I was like, can I add lime to it? That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one's pretty good. I, I I remember having that one. Um, I bought it because it had a twist top. So. Yes. Because <laughs> that's my that's my barometer. <laughs> I need to be able to put it back in the fridge if I have to. Well, I won't be putting this back in the fridge, Dan. 
<laughs> I didn't say that you were going to. I, I did not expect that. Uh, Tori, what about you? Uh, I am drinking a red wine from Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, it is called, uh, it's French, it's Il de Conus. I don't know, a Rouge, Rouge Souplesse. It's Il a 20... De Conus. Uh, Il de Conus. It sounds like something uh, that Veronica Mars would call uh, Ryan Hansen's character. Yeah. Il de Conus. Well, that, so, so the selling point on this one, uh, which is a vintage 2019, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, was that, you know how they have the little, you know, cards that say, like, what the wines, what they recommend the wine pairing with? So this mm-hmm. one said uh, it would go well with chorizo. Which I thought was so weirdly specific. Because yes. normally it's like, yeah. you know, chicken or fish or, you know, like whatever. But this was like chorizo. a French wine that should go with chorizo. And so I was like, oh, that sounds really fascinating. So I bought it. And um, I'm not eating chorizo, so I can't tell you if that's accurate. But I will say that I didn't know wine could taste kind of fatty. Oh. Huh. All right. <laughs> so Interesting. Yeah, it's so, it's fine. Uh, what is uh, also what is chorizo? It's a sausage. <laughs> oh, it is <laughs> okay. Spi- okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like a spicy. It's a spicy sausage. It's got like right. paprika and stuff, but it's yeah, it's Spanish. Got it. All right. I'd heard. I'd seen the word. I I just you know, we didn't have a lot of chorizo in the. You definitely, but you've definitely had chorizo at some point, right? Well, I've had sausage. <laughs> have you? You're making me. You're making me doubt it. I'm just gonna assume that Dustin has had chorizo at some point. I don't care for He's sausage that enough. much, because oh, you, uh, oh, chorizo's great. They put it's fennel the in sausage. And I hate Not fennel. all sausage. What? Uh, what sausage have you eaten? If I it's don't know. Really, the kind with fennel in it. No, 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 no. It's not fennel. What's the thing that they put in all? Like, like every thing of sausage has this one particular herb or spice. Maybe Nitrates. No. <laughs> Pork product? Yeah, no. it's... Maybe it is fennel? I don't know. I mean, there are definitely some sausages that have fennel, but that's not like a a super common denominator. Right. <laughs> there, what is there not like a super common herb in all sausage, almost? I mean, a lot of times there's garlic or rosemary mm. or... No, no, no. You know, paprika. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. No. Huh. I don't know. Well, There's something uh, about sausage I don't like, unless it's just obliterated in mustard. What? I don't know that you've had sausage. <laughs> I've had sausage. I go back to The this. weird thing is that it seems like you haven't had, like, basic sausage. Yeah. Because, like, basic sausage wouldn't have, like, whatever this weird thing is that you're hung up on. Yeah, you've Mostly I've had... Uh, like, you've never had, like, Jimmy Dean? Breakfast yeah. sausage is, like, the only kind I've had. But you wouldn't put mustard on a breakfast sausage either. Right. Like, I'm you talking sound about like the links, go- not, the, not, the, not the circles, patties. So have you had the patties or the, or the links? I've had both, but like the patties taste different than the links. The patties are fine, but the links always have this particular <laughs> herb. Now, is a chorizo a patty or a link? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's neither. Not all of them are linked. So, but it is more of a, usually more of a, uh, a hot dog looking one. You know, yeah. like it's an oblong, oblong, cylindrical. However, chorizo can be either um, sort of with the, you would need a moister meat that you would need to cook, or you can get a dry chorizo uh, that you would slice up more for like charcuterie. 
I see. Um, oh, and right. both are delicious. So you can and have like a dry chorizo or a, I don't know what you Cootery is the uh, fancy way of saying uh, an appetizer or like uh, a meat, pl- meat plate. Okay. Meat and it. cheese. It's, a, it's, it's an adult uh, Lunchables. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned uh, this uh, on, on the site, but uh, last week the, the twins had their birthday and they could have anything in the world they wanted for lunch. Like, anything. You're like, it's a yes day. You can eat whatever you want, wherever you want. What do you want? And they said Lunchables. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but Lunchables is so, it, it is, it does feel fancy when you're a little kid. Because it's like, you're, you're getting to put it together. You can design it however you want. But That's it's true. also, like, kid-sized, so... And I think they had one, like, two years ago and romanticized it and, like, think about it all the time. (laughs) And they were like, oh, that comes with a little candy bar, so. I I just, I think it's sad that you've been depriving your kids of regular Lunchables. But they're, like, that is what, it's like packaged (laughs) nitrates. I know. (laughs) I know. And, you know, sometimes you need that. Sure, on your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as for me, I am drinking uh, Die Coke. Oh. Because I'm a little under the weather, so I'm not drinking alcohol today. <gasps> did you get the, did you did you see the, the Coke coffee that they're selling? Oh. I have seen it. Uh, I'm not going to drink that because that looks, uh, that freaks me out. What if I gave you money? <laughs> <laughs> Would you drink it? I feel like maybe, maybe in a couple, maybe next week or the week after, maybe we I mean, I'll all try drink Coke. Wasn't coffee. it you that sent us a picture of that, Tori? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'll try you it. You should try but it. But I don't want to. I don't want to drink it. Like we'll drink it on the podcast. Yeah, if we all we could have a you know first impressions. I mean, Dustin. It for Dustin, it's a real. Uh, it's gonna mess with his. Uh, system of like eight beverages because <laughs> it's already right. combining it separately. Too. But yeah. Well he usually has coffee and a and a mm-hmm. some some sort sparkling of water water and then, yeah. right. and then wine, yeah. So you could have still water because the sparkling will be in the coke coffee and then you can still That's have true. your alcohol. That's true, yeah. Or I could just mix it all together somehow. No. Yeah, I was gonna say I no. would I would try the coke coffee on its own and then I would line up different liquors to mix with it to see which one would taste better. This is sounding like a real dark kind of universe that you're you're trying to take us down, Tori. Um, not unlike I'm liking not, un, not unlike the darkness that is inherent in a little town oh called Riverdale. We're going right to it, huh? I was talking. Yeah, why not? I was talking to my uh, my friend <laughs> Ben today. Ben um, co-hosts a podcast with um, Natalie Z and uh, Travis Schultz. And I told him it's about passions, the soap opera. Yes. And I told him that I do listen to it, but I only listen until they start talking about the show. And then mm-hmm. I stop watching. So now we're going to go right on the Riverdale co- recap, and like half our audience is gone. I know. One of my friends said that he listens to us every week, but only until we start talking about television. <laughs> I mean, we can keep going about Coke Coffee and our plan for it, but I feel like we're going to do it. So, you know. Yeah, I know. We need why to, not? we should get to the. To also, we, we spent a lot of time. Recording a lot of stuff. No one's going to hear. So I like you that know. you recorded it anyway, though. I do want to just give a shout out to Dustin for so aptly derailing Dan Segway. I think that, that was just that was just beautifully. Excellent. I am, look, I I 
am on the West Coast, as I say every week, and it is much earlier in the evening for me. So if we want to go late, that's fine. I can go very late. <laughs> but for you guys, I feel like you want to get to sleep at some point. True. Yes. Have you ever fallen downstairs, Dan? I haven't fallen downstairs, but uh, or well, here's here's the closest. Wait, you've really to, never like, fallen downstairs. No, no. Well, well, here's the closest He's I've come to. He's got the reflexes of a cat. <laughs> I do, and this story will illustrate it. So when I was living in New York, uh, I was actually on my way, like I was about to move out, um, and I was uh, getting, I was trying to get my futon because I had like a futon <laughs> bed because that's, you know, you're in school and that's what you do. Um, and I was, Sorry, I was did trying you just to, say futon? Yes. Futon, Okay. Futon, futon, you know, the thing. Okay. What what do you call it? A futon. That is incorrect. Seriously? You call it a... (laughs) You call it a futon? Wait, I'm saying it incorrectly? Yes. Futon. Yes, that's wrong. What? It's futon. It's Japanese. (laughs) How do you say Sawyer. I say what? <laughs> Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Sawyer. Come on. Come no on. one says Sawyer. Anyway, look, you, you're derailing me. Sorry. I, I, the, <laughs> it's not a great story, but I was trying to carry uh, the futon down the stairs and to walk up, and I lived by myself in a very tiny studio, so I'm like dragging it down and trying to trying to maneuver it around the corners and everything, and like banging on every door on the way down. And then I get to the last set of stairs, and I'm tired because it's been like four flights, and I'm, you know, annoyed. And as I start to go down the stairs, my foot slips, and, like, I'm starting to go headfirst down the stairs. But because of the way I was carrying the the futon, it, like, it fell out. Like, I, it, I, had, I didn't do it on purpose, but I, like, inadvertently kind of, like, shoved it out in front of me. And so I ended up, like, landing on it and kind of sliding down the stairs on, like, it was a sled. Well, that's that's fun. Yeah, that's um, fun. And then, and then I, like, got up and I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> so, Dustin, the lesson here is that you need to be carrying a futon that's right. with yes. you anytime you go up or down the stairs. Wait. Yes. Or at least down. Up, up is futon. okay, probably. All right, Dustin, what's going on, Riverdale? <laughs> I also slid down the stairs one stair at a time. Uh, I bounced on my ass. <laughs> After uh, Hiram dissolves the town of Riverdale, the only way to save Riverdale High is to turn it into a private school, which Archie and the gang accomplish by all becoming high school teachers. <laughs> It becomes a tuition-free private school funded by Cheryl Blossom. Okay. Um, so, so it's turning into the Riverdale version of Boston Public. Exactly. Now yeah. they're all teachers. And, you know, Betty's an FBI agent, so she'll teach them about FBI skills. And Archie... So the FBI agent is, is a teacher. Is Archie the gym right. teacher? ROTC because he just he was a war hero. Yeah, but that, who's teaching at this school? <laughs> well, who's Jug, going to the school? Jughead, I, I guess, will be teaching lit because he's a writer. writer. I'm not sure what Veronica will teach. Oh uh, my gosh! And so Cheryl is taking her hard-earned maple syrup money 
and and putting it toward a private school. Tuition free private school, yes. A tuition free private school. But that's blood money. She like murdered people. Yeah. That, right? Well, you know. That was seven years ago. I mean, does that mean that she's doing really well with the maple syrup company, or is she driving it into the ground to fund this school? Oh, it seems like she's doing well. They asked her for a contribution, and she was like, it's no problem, basically. So this is like a fraction of her money. She's well, I mean, there, there's no one no one to share the money with. Cause they're all dead. Yeah, they're all dead. So. Um, and maple syrup is, is pretty pricey. Right. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I buy... This new direction for Riverdale. I haven't heard a single murder lately. Okay, wait. So when you said they dissolve the town, what is that like? It's become like it becomes like unincorporated and becomes part of another town or something. Well, Hiram is the mayor, and at one point he held the gavel and said, "I hereby unincorporate the town of Riverdale." Okay. He's trying to build like a, a fancy city. And would unincorporating the town help that? Well, I, I guess the fancy city is next door, so all these people will go to the fancy city instead? I don't know, man. I don't get it. Nothing about it makes sense. I thought Greendale was next door. Uh, maybe that's what the city is that he now the owns. No, Greendale, I mean, like community? No, or whatever the, whatever the town from Sabrina was. So, like, which town? But it definitely yeah. was not a city. That rings a bell. I, it sounds like maybe he's he's running. He's got like invested in Greendale. But the, it's not a city. It can't be called Greendale, can it? I don't. Well, I mean Riverdale. They're no, not I know. Very, they're should, not very it, creative. It, it, it's it's literally just the idea of it being called Greendale. Now every time you say after Greendale, community, I'm going to think of, after I'm community. Think of community. <laughs> and what's weird is I watched a lot of Sabrina and never put that together. So now I literally don't know if the town is called Greendale or, <laughs> or if it is, and I just never picked up on it. I'm very confused. Wait, let let's see where the Chilling Adventures <laughs> of Sabrina is set. Uh, blah blah blah. Archie Comics. Sabrina Spellman. <laughs> Um, why doesn't it say where the town is? Oh my god, you gotta Google differently. I'm on the Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, Isn't where is Greendale? Is a neighboring town. Oh to yeah, Riverdale. it's called Greendale. Yeah, that's not right. I just googled Sabrina Greendale to see if I was right. <laughs> Maybe that, community right. named their community college after that as a sort of joke. I don't know. So if, that would that would mean it would have to have been in the original, right? I, mean, I think it was, but I don't think that it was popular. And I can't imagine Dan Harmon being like, this is going to be a really great Sabrina reference. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, yeah, but it was in the comics, so. Okay. Yeah, it was, wow. yeah. No, they had this whole layout for all the characters and the towns. It was very, you know, really thought through and, and, and deep. This is hurting my brain. <laughs> but anyway, Greendale is not a city, so I don't know what is happening in Riverdale and whatever is next to Riverdale. That's not Greendale. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. What happened to the girl with the snuff films? The girl, uh, that was Jughead's little sister, and she went back to Ohio. Oh, so she's not she's in no their longer. high school anymore. No. No. Because that would have been funny. 
Oh, well, thank you for the update. That's Anytime. Justin's Riverdale recap. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> things are things are happening in Riverdale. Everyone's <laughs> a teacher now, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. All right, this week. Uh, oh wait, we'll talk wait, a little wait, bit wait, of, wait. Oh, Question: yes. Who do you think will be the first teacher to sleep with a student? Oh, definitely Veronica. Happen. Veronica is in oh. a very unhappy marriage, and Betty was fucking Archie this week. <gasps> yeah. Are they like together? Together? Was it dark, Betty? Like. No, they were just, like, messing around. They said they had to, you know, get it out of their system. So they're still friends. Okay. But they just, you know, fucked in the shower first. I mean, that's friendship, I guess. It happens. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll see if it's Veronica that sleeps with the student first. Yeah, but that is a good question, because that's definitely going to happen. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of, part of me is like, as a jughead. Mm. Mm. You know writers. I don't. I'm just. <laughs> I think Jughead kind of shot at writers. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> he just seems sketchy. Jughead okay. still caught up on uh, Betty. Does he know that she's currently sleeping with Archie? No, no, no. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. I will say I have never seen the show, but I do enjoy hearing Dustin talk about the show very much. Same. Very same. I tried watching the first episode, and literally within the first two minutes, my husband was like, what the fuck is this show? You guys at least know who the characters look like, right? Yeah. Okay. Vaguely. Yeah. They're all CW. They're all CW. Yeah, they they got that CW face. But one of them, uh, Jughead, was in that Five Feet Apart movie. Yes, he was. Which was very dumb. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen that, but I saw the trailer. He was good in it, but the all I really, after so long, all that I really remember about the movie was that it was all about how hard it is for teenagers with this disease to remain five feet apart for their immune systems, except right. that the disease actually required them to be six feet apart, so the whole premise of the movie was wrong. <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. I was like, they can't even get that right. <laughs> well, six feet apart doesn't yeah, sound right. Yeah, you don't Five want... feet apart, that's a, that's a good title. Um, also, a precursor to our reality from that's the right. past year, apparently. Yeah, so. it got real, yeah. Were they wearing masks? Was that movie, like, predicting the future? No. Was it an allegory? Actually, I think at some points they what were. What was happening? What was to happen? Yeah. Let's say yes. Let's say yes. All right. It was really just about how teenagers, even at the pain of their own existence, will not stop being horny. Right. <laughs> Wasn't there? Now I, I I don't I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur of this genre, but uh, I do remember. Wasn't there one where it's like a Y thing like that? Except one of the kids is from Mars, and so like being on Earth is killing him or her because of like the gravity or whatever. I think that was one of that was like in your journal. No, no, no. Are this you talking is a about a movie thing. or a TV show? This is a movie, and I know we're not a movie. A dream journal. It's, it's no, I did not make this up. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google YA movie Mars. <laughs> the space between us. 
a real movie. Oh, I actually, I think I may have seen that. The first human born on Mars uh, comes to Earth, and then something, I don't know. Anyway, and then, and then it's a YA movie. When did it come out? 2017. Huh. Carla Gugino's in it. Gary Oldman. And uh, Tomorrowland. Lisa Butterfield. Yeah, I saw that movie. Huh. Robertson. Hmm. I haven't seen it. Huh. Uh, but again, not a movie podcast. It is a TV podcast. If it, All we we're, talk we're about we're is TV. We're a movie podcast. That's, that's the only, that's the we, only thing. We yeah. talk about that You've Got Mail ending, right? Uh... <laughs> Well, okay, okay. Here's how you can here's how you can make a TV, Dustin. Is my theory that that scene was on the TV edit? Um, I mean, it could have been, but nobody. There's just no evidence of that anywhere. What's your? Do, do you want to just like set? We'll just talk about it. Okay, we're not gonna, we're not playing a game this week already. So. Tori, Tori, do no. you do, do you know anything about this? You've got mail ending. No, I mean I remember watching the movie, but I remember nothing about it other than being like just really annoyed by the the AOL email sound. There are a <laughs> lot of people now that are just adamant. Right. Wait, 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 wait. I, I want to set this up just briefly. So, so the short version is Dustin wrote a, about this and talked about it on Slack. Wrote about this on Pajaba.com, a website you should check out. Uh, that you've got mail. He remembers an ending to you've got mail that uh, is not on the DVD and there, there doesn't appear to be like a weird cut floating out there that has this ending, but you remember it. Other people remember it. Um, is that, it's like a collective delusion, right? So you, you wonder if you're being Mandela affected. Um, so, so the ending that appears, like if you were to stream the movie right now is just sort of like they meet in a park and then like, yes. you know, kiss or whatever. And the camera pans up and it's the end. And then the Correct. ending that everyone remembers, but can find no concrete evidence of is a scene that establishes Meg Ryan reading a book like story time to children in a sort of her defunct bookstore, which has now been installed inside of the exactly. Tom Hanks's characters. Right. So exactly. um, here is where I think that the TV edit theory, though intriguing, falls apart slightly because it okay. seems like the bookstore ending would uh, take up more time. And I felt I always thought that TV edits were about shaving, not adding to Right. They they are normally, but they I, I mean, I don't know. They sometimes they have weird stuff going on, um, depending on what uh just depending on like it, it it's it's usually about shaving, but it's just about having it fit within the uh the block. You know, the the block, right? The two oh, yeah. hour block with commercials or whatever. So, so that's fair. So they might have um, had to add thirty seconds or something for like their time. Yeah. Um I, I really want this to, like, catch on, and I want Tom Hanks to provide us with a definitive answer on Twitter. But you refuse to tweet at him. Well, I'm not that guy. I don't tweet at celebrities. Okay, wait, Dustin. So, so I know you said that you scoured the Internet and couldn't find it, but there is a Reddit thread discussing this from, from about nine months ago. No, no, no. I was scoured the Reddit them. threads, and they're all like, yeah. we don't. They're all like, I remember that ending, but nobody couldn't provide any concrete evidence of where. 
Right. And then right. somebody's one like... Person, one person posits my theory, though, that it's a TV cut or VHS cut. Mm. Yeah, and I also uh. saw another guy say, oh, I saw it on 2013 on E, and I remember that. And I'm like, how do you remember something from eight years ago, specifically on E? Right. Nobody remembers what's on E. No. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. So yeah. I, I don't... I don't that's as that memory is as um, is uh, trustworthy as my memory of that ending. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're getting some dubious support here. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think what we're saying is if you're listening to this podcast and you are also as curious about the ending of You've Got Mail, the real ending, the mystery here, as Dustin is, you should tweet at, at Tom Love Spackle and <laughs> ask, right. him, ask him to tweet at Tom Hanks. <laughs> or, or ask him the question, but then you can also, you know, tag Tom Hanks. Why not? Right, yeah. Um, but we can get to the bottom of this with the help of our producer, Seth. Right. That's really all we want. Yes. Um, <laughs> this week on the show, in... In television talk, uh, we'll get to WandaVision um, in a bit. But before that, uh, NBC launched their two new family sitcoms um, last week. Uh, Young Rock, uh, which is about The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, as he prepares to, I guess, run for president. So that's a thing. That that was weird. Fictional that might happen. and uh, and Keenan, which is uh, the vehicle built for uh, Keenan Thompson, um, which is as a uh, as a dad with uh, kids. Yeah, and, uh, I I will weigh in first just to say that that as uh, someone with a family uh, who loves a good family sitcom, they're very rare. They're, so me and the kids we watched. We watched three shows together, like sitcoms, and that is uh, Blackish, Mixedish, and The Goldbergs. Every week, mm-hmm. uh, that was a big thing. And then this week, we had these two new ones, and it was really exciting. And it turned out that they were actually really fun, and we were like super excited because we were like, "Oh my god, we have two more shows we get to watch every week now." Uh, I think th- we all like Keenan more than Young, Ro- Young Rock, and. I think that's because the kids didn't un- they don't know anything about wrestling and a lot of this is about wrestling and but I was like excited okay. to see like uh, 80s wrestlers who I, I remembered they right. I love that Andre the Giant is a character yes I know yeah, and they know cool. him from Princess Bride um, so that's great so they knew that okay. yeah yeah um, um, it, it felt like to me at least just on a on kind of like a pilot level because obviously only one episode young rock felt more confident in like knowing what it was yes um Mm -hmm. it was very clear structurally what the show is doing um the story that they're telling thematically was pretty clear um also just to say the three because it you're seeing the rock at three different ages besides like the adult rock who's running for president um but the three different rocks were all really good Um, yes and especially like the the two older kids when he's a teenager and in college, like they got some of his mannerisms right. Where I was like, this is really like, I'm very impressed. Yeah, and they're all and they're all you know relatively unknown actors because they're all so yeah. I was I was impressed with that. Yeah, I think that I, I that was how I felt. Like the Young Rock pilot was more polished, um, and I, I did think it was interesting that they're essentially doing Everybody Hates Chris only mm-hmm. without the hate. 
Right. <laughs> it's all like nobody can hate The Rock. And so it's, right. uh, but you know, it's who knows how genuine these stories are, you know, how much, you know, uh, right. Liberty they're taking with the telling, but it, I thought it was pretty engrossing. And, and the one bummer though, and this is, uh, something that I, I mentioned to you guys ahead of time, but you know, I was, I was willing to come out here and say, I think that based on the pilots, young rock was better, except that I, I then looked on IMDb and discovered that Randall Park, who plays the interviewer who is talking to presidential candidate right. as Randall Park, as Randall, so Park. Randall Park has become like a journalist in right. the future. Um, and so they bond <laughs> over the fact that they like were actors who moved on to other careers. Right. Um, and it's, incredibly charming and the two of them together are delightful and then I looked at IMDB and Randall Park is only in the pilot so uh, Young Rock is dead to me now <laughs> I, I um, don't believe that that's accurate that I, I believe that IMDB I don't know that for sure but I well, IMDb sometimes doesn't uh, update okay. until like the next episode. That's airs, fair, so. except that all of the the like the actors who play the younger versions of him, they all have multiple episodes listed. Oh. So, oh, okay. but this so feels like other, like yeah. the framing. So that device. might be a that might be a recurring uh, like bit where they'll just replace the celebrity with another celebrity. Right, that would be fun, and uh, I like the framing device. Except it does, I mean, even for the Rock, it's very arrogant. It's just like almost. It's almost obnoxious how arrogant it is. Oh yeah, it's about his life. I know, as as he's running for fucking president. I think I. I mean, I <laughs> thought it was sort of a neat joke in that it's like he's running for president. And he's like, I'm just going to be honest about how like relatable I am, and then it's supposed to be You're all like, these like incredibly oh hor- like awkward stories about him growing up. With surrounded by wrestlers and how they're all liars, like <laughs> I hope I hope the arc for the season is that like while everyone becomes a bigger fan of The Rock, he does not win the presidency because like you just did a whole docu yeah. series about how right. you're, un- <laughs> you're untrustworthy. <laughs> right, exactly. I grew up with the Iron Sheik, yeah, and junkyard fucking dog, um, but it was, just like I mean, everybody was, else. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but but Keenan, I think you know. While it was a rockier, it was a much more standard pilot where it's like you know, right? They're they're trying to accomplish a lot. They have to set up a lot. They have to set up um, a lot. They're all still yeah. gelling. It's you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it was still very charming in its own way. And I think that it was, to me, sort of surprising subject matter. Although I will say there is a trend going on right now where so many shows start off with like, with the dead wife. Right. When, you know, Walker did it, and there, it's that was a, I was sort of like, eh, like, do we need another dead wife? <laughs> right. But but I I did appreciate that it was like this whole show is built on like it, you know it's a sitcom it is very funny but it's also an an interesting grappling of grief and how you introduce uh, how you function as a, a father with kids and and like you know talking about. Like you see in the the pilot is all about like Keenan having to like figure out how he can continue talking about his wife, not only for right. his own healing, but like literally how to address it with his daughters who clearly have like moved on to a state where they want to talk about her. And he's like not quite ready to. Right. Um, and they, they, they put him in a position where I mean his, his day job is he's like a morning TV host. So. <laughs> It's like the of all the TV jobs to have, that's like the most upbeat and chipper, and you're not supposed to be down ever and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and uh, someone on Twitter, 
I don't know who it was or where, but yeah, they they made the instant connection that this is the exact same setup to Full House, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, oh, that like because yeah. he's even a morning TV host. Yeah. Uh, and then has his uh, has you know other men come in to help him help raise him. children, but but he didn't have Don Johnson. He did not have Don Johnson, which is uh, who is an asset here. Yeah. I will say I do like the the morning show thing because it it feels like especially because like the show is produced by Lauren Michaels and you know it's mm. like you've seen like Keenan is a secret weapon of SNL and so like you've seen him in every right. host sketch possible mm. like he's always like on these TV show kind of sketches and so it was very it was weirdly jarring to see him in a sitcom playing like the fact that he is a host on a daytime show wasn't right. the joke. Right. He's playing the character straight sure. that he normally is playing as a joke in some way. Yeah. I was like, this sketch is like, there's no punchline like to the, <laughs> yeah, to the host part of it. Yeah. Um, um, the other thing that, and, and I mentioned this to you guys when we were talking before, but the, um, the show is co-created by uh, David Casp and Jackie Clark and David Casp created happy endings. Uh, Jackie Clark was on that writing staff. Um, and actually, if you look at the the writer producers on this show, several of them were on the Happy Endings writing staff. So it's it's in, it was jar- one thing that was jarring to me was as much as I enjoyed it and enjoyed the the comedy that was coming out of it, it has that style of like rapid fire jokes, including from the little kids, which yeah. I was shocked by because they're they're really good at it and they made them they they used them incredibly well yeah. and made them very funny. But it's weird to me to like be feeling like family sitcom emotions but within this wrapper of of this style of joke telling um and that was i it was it was still funny but i was like it it felt like i feel like when they find the right balance of that between the two then like it's gonna really hit uh, on another level i don't remember what what it was but they had a really good green boat book joke in that uh, episode. Oh, no, it was just about how Don Johnson keeps trying to make Keenan <laughs> watch Green so Book. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, Chris Redd is there as the, <laughs> as the like, I guess, brother? He's like the Uncle Joey. The Uncle Joey, right. yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, he, but he also plays Dion Cole from Blackish, and just, right. he's, he's basically that same character, and he has the same, I don't know, uh, affectation, and it is really fucking hilarious. Yeah, and Don Johnson, and I like how it's like not, yeah, he's he's the grandfather, um, mm-hmm. but I, and it's weird because in some ways he was. Uh, when was the last time Don Johnson did a straight comedy? Like he is uh, funny, but he was not. I don't know when's the last time he did one like full time. But he was a he was in an episode of uh, L.A. to Vegas, which I loved, um, which uh, which was he was great, but it was just one episode. Yeah, um, I bet he's done a comedy. I mean, he's done comedy, and he's really good. It was his timing felt a little off to me sometimes, but he also I like the way they've set up his character mm-hmm. as like uh, generally well-meaning, but also like very clueless right. in his own weird way, um, and and mostly just kicking around to like give Keenan shit like in the house, but not in like, but he's never mean, right. It's it's yeah he he's well intentioned. He's but. always well intentioned and gets along great with the girls. And so there's this like lovely family dynamic with with him as the kind of the grandfather and and the two little girls. And I I like the way the three of them played off of each other. Um, I don't know yeah like I'm I'm hopeful but it is a much more straightforward 
sitcom format. Whereas right. I think, you know, Young Rock was the format of it is, is different. Um, and so I think like the presentation of it felt a little bit more polished because I think it had to be to pull off the like multiple time, time periods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, the Young Rock was more polished, but I think that Keenan has the potential of Ke- Keenan is uh, better. Yes. Yeah. I don't see how Young Rock conti- like, I'm really curious what the play, like, is it a one season? Are they hoping it get re- gets renewed? Like, what is the plan for that show? Well, I'm sure that they're hoping it's renewed. Right. But. Like, they have to, yeah. And uh, if you have, my the, the kids, my kids really liked the kids in Keenan. And mm. you never, you, I never really think about that that much until you have, like, like your kids identify with other kids. And in a family sitcom, that's kind of a huge deal. So they all love, like, the twins in Blackish. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're evil. <laughs> Are you calling well, I was going to say, because they're, they're looking at, you know, they're Ooh. seeing themselves mm. uh, on TV, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or trying to, you know. So I think that's important. And they don't really, like, I guess The Rock didn't have siblings. Not everybody has siblings. I understand, but I'm just saying <laughs> it would have been a nice addition to the show to maybe give him a brother or sister. So you want the show to lie? Yeah. It's a sitcom, Dan. It's a documentary. <laughs> Some, you know what? You know what? You know what, Dustin? Only children also want to see representation on screen. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair hey, enough. Only children can grow up to be The Rock. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the message. Someday, someday, I'll be just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I'm still growing into it, like physically, but I will get there. I do hope so, we get to see a lot more Andre the Giant and Junkyard Dog. Yeah, and the the act, I don't know the actor's name, but the actor playing Andre the Giant was good. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean it. It was he was very it, he felt like felt like what I remember of Andre the Giant without it feeling like a character. Right, he's really good, and I've seen that actor in a number of other things. But now I will never be able to see him again without thinking without of thinking Andre of the that. Giant. Yeah. Um, so his name is Matthew Willig. Is the actor's name playing? Uh, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. And where have we seen him before? Uh, he was in Birds of Prey. He was in Ryan Hansen Solves Crime is on television. Oh, I definitely know him from that. Uh, he was just yeah. in one one episode. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, but he was a former football player too, right? Oh, yep. He was in Shield. I was Agents in Where the Millers. Yeah, he was in the. He, oh. uh, he was Lash NFL. in Agents of Shield. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay. Okay. He's officially a Rawson regular. He used to be. He played a character called Tank on three episodes of The Young and the Restless. Oh, and he was on NCIS. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? The original? Uh, The original. OG. OG NCIS. That's a lot of letters. He played NCIS Special Agent Simon Cade. (laughs) That's a good name. That's a good name. a great television name. Yeah. He played um, in the so, NFL for 14 years? Can you do that? I mean, that's a long career. <laughs> How long Tom is Brady's. Yeah, Tom I was going to say Tom Brady. Well, I understand, but he was like a fucking, uh, what, what did he play? Oh, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that. Played like defensive end? Do you remember him from the NFL? 
I don't, but um, what does the defensive they helmets, end do? So, you know, Shh, wow, Penny. Hi, Penny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does the defensive end do? Are they just like a blocky boy? They're a smashy. They're smashies. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he looks like he. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's smashy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he won the Super uh, so Bowl. Oh, good for him. Com- compared to other uh, <laughs> other sitcoms you've seen this year, uh, if you have seen them, um, like Mr. Mayor or uh, the Cat, which one. is Mr. Mayor the cat is Call Me Cat, has grown on me as thirty year old. It's improved. Yeah, yeah. it's it gotten has. a lot better. I'll give it that. Yeah, there was a really good uh, joke this week about. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like his, his, the mayor's daughter made up a made up a a word for having sex or something. It just made it up, and he's like, "Is that a real word, or am I gonna say that in front of like my friends, and they're gonna make fun of me?" <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't remember what the word was, but it's good. Um, yeah, that shows that shows definitely. It's very Thirty Rock, and, uh, but yeah, it's gotten much better. Yeah. Um, um, I know we didn't have. Has anyone on. kept up with Call Me Cat? No. No. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. D- Dustin's like, yes. Yeah. Well, my daughters love it because we okay. watched that one episode, and then they just kind of love. And it's really, I'm not saying it's good, but it's gotten much, much better. I can I, I can imagine it being also very. It's very kid friendly. Yes. I was okay. weirdly. I mean, it wasn't good, but I. I was kind of weirdly. They were charming, yeah. Yeah, like all the actors were good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The material was just awkward. Yeah. They were great at it. Yeah. Um, But now it's it feels more like a very traditional multicam, but it's charming and likable enough. And there were cats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But mostly you're to hear Dustin loves Call Me Cat. No. That yep. is to take away from no. that. Oh, What's they should that? put that on a poster. <laughs> Who's the older guy? He who like steals every scene. Leslie Jordan. Jordan. Yes. He's the only reason to watch that. He's just amazing in it. Dustin says, I've watched every episode of Call Me Cat. <laughs> For Leslie Jordan. Well, well, well we can't yeah. fit all that on the poster. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> it counts. Um, actually, uh, I know we didn't have it on our schedule, but can we just take a moment to talk about SNL real fast? Like, was it yes. the best episode of the season? Yes. Yeah, uh, right? I think the only other one I can think of that that I really enjoyed, like, this much was maybe the John Mulaney, and that's because they have so many built-in things for right. him. Oh, technically um, that was a season. Yeah, fair. Yeah. But, that, but I mean, like, as far as... This is definitely the, the best one. That certainly... Much- this year. Really, uh, like, an issue with SNL is, like, the better the guest, the higher the expectation, and the more disappointing. But this, I, I, I had no expectation whatsoever. Right. Mm-hmm. And he just, oh, my God, he's just hot. He's like, so hot. Oh, my God. Jesus so, Christ. I well, was texting with my friend during, like, she was, because I don't watch it live because I don't have TV anymore. Um, <laughs> so I watch it through your wonderful recaps. Um, not that I want you to, I don't look, you're my boss. And so it's really <laughs> awkward to heap praise on you. Uh, cause I don't want you to get a big head. Um, mm-hmm. but I do really like, I use your recaps to watch the show. Uh, I so that. I always wait, but then my friend will be texting me while she's watching it on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And so she was just so she's watching it, and her boyfriend had never uh, did not watch Bridgerton. Um, she and I always talks about Bridgerton, um, and so she she was introducing 
trying to explain where Reggie Jean Page uh, came from to mm-hmm. him. And so he had no he had no idea who this actor was. And he watches it and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. He's like the <laughs> perfect combination of uh, <laughs> of Henry Golding and Jason Momoa. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> he was like, oh, like, of course, yeah, okay. you, you like he's like like scientifically made for like women to gawk at. Like, I get it. Like, right. yes. Good Lord. Yes. Um, so once he was, so then he was on board and, and it was very disappointing to see a guy that's that hot. Who's also like so good at SNL when he started singing and I was like, Oh, of course you can sing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, of course you can sing. Well, well, one thing that they did this week and, and I don't know, I don't know enough about how the show works to, to say, but like, you know, obviously the, the host gets a little bit of say and like, you know, or they can at least say like what kind of things they're interested in, what things they think they're funny um, but the, um, but th- this week's episode in particular had a lot of like silly sketches yeah. where the point was just kind of to be silly. Um, so I think that helped. It did. Um, yeah. Cause it, it, it felt, it felt lighter in that way. Um, one other thing was that they, they had a, again, this is, I don't know if this is accurate, but it felt like they, they had sketches like they never went too long. Yeah. They were so, all like in and mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so they were willing to, like, cut the sketch at, like, four minutes, which is, like, the right length for that particular sketch, rather than having to make it a six-minute, seven-minute sketch. Yeah. Um, so that that also, I think, helped. Um, I really got the impression that he was just like, yeah, like, like I've been in this one show. Like, I don't care. Like, no right. notes. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Here's the And just, like, still, let me be silly. Yeah. Super disappointing that... I, I mean, I loved him. He was so good, and then... For him to follow Regina King, who had yeah. a terrible episode, and that just felt so wrong. But then it makes you wonder, like, what was going on behind the scenes with the Regina King one? Was she were there right. too many notes from like management or I, something? Like, was there Regina too much was input? really, really putting it all in? She was like really well, good. She, she but, always does. But is there then right. the pressure of like coming up with material to for yeah. her as opposed to right. like someone like him who's more or less a blank slate. Right. It's like he's a really hot guy from that one Netflix show like like we can do whatever we want. Right. Um, yeah, it, he reminded me of the first time that John Hamm uh hosted and John Hamm was just like, "What? What? Oh my god, this guy's funny?" Yeah. Cuz he is funny, but like yeah, you yeah. didn't know that if you'd only seen we him just on know, yeah. for like right. one season. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that they did, they they did a lot of um like large group sketches, which were, which, which they don't do that often. Um, and I mean, I'm thinking of like the driver's they license, had the, driver's, they had driver's license, license yeah. in the bar. They had the sea, sea shanty <laughs> and the, and the, uh, saying grace. And like, those are all, those are three sketches that have like sure. eight, seven, eight, nine cast members. I felt uh, like I saw more of the cast this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also, and I mean, this is not anybody's fault, but like, you know, because so many of the cast, obviously some of the elder statesman cast members are probably on their way out, but, um, but you know, a lot of them, like A.D. Bryant was shooting a a show at the beginning of the year. Uh, Cecily Strong was shooting a show at the beginning of the year. Um, Keenan is shooting Keenan right now. I don't know how they're doing that. He's doing that in LA with Chris Redd. I saw on Instagram, they fly back on Friday. It's insane. And just in time to do it, yeah. Yeah, just in time to, to get... So he get doesn't stuff. write or anything. He just comes on and, like, they give him his lines, I guess. Yeah. But, but because of that, um, you know, it, it's probably... It was probably difficult. 
besides everything else, it was difficult at the beginning of the year to kind of like try to get this cast and writing staff to gel. And like now, they're kind of start. They're kind of at the point now that they would have been in a non-pandemic normal year where everybody's around. Like like they're starting to find kind of like what they can do together. Yeah. Right. Um, and so so you know it's it's also I'm sure it's also the the host a little bit, but. Um, Part of it is just like this is probably where they would be in November in like a normal, you know. In but you also class. see who 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 it looks like is gonna replace Ad and Kate and Cecily, and it looks like right. it's gonna be like Chloe and Ego, and they are like amazing. Yeah, they're wonderful. I mean, they're, they're both really really talented. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Anyway, it was a good episode. That was all I, I wanted yeah. to say. And I can't believe they're doing five in a row. I think they must be keep keeping everybody under quarantine and doing like a lot of episodes in a row and they'll probably take another month and a half off again. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that part of the problem is that if they really want to, um, yeah, it, is that they, they probably can't let people leave and like people can't, I mean, other than Keenan to fly right. off and stuff, but like people probably have to kind of stay locked down relatively. So, um, so yeah, actually doing more in a row makes sense. Um, but that's, that's just brutal. I mean, that's, must be five weeks in a row yeah after a six week streak mm-hmm. and then we don't know that five weeks is all we just know that there will be five weeks right all right wandavision it is wandavision <laughs> um i just realized something before we start wandavision uh everybody has watched every show this week well except for riverdale but that's dustin's thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, We're un- which is under kind of, no obligation to watch that. Right. But, I, I mean, this might be... I don't know when was the last time we had an episode where we've all watched everything. <laughs> we've so. all done our homework. I think yeah. we know. We've been on a good streak. We did the thing where we watched those sitcoms earlier this year. Right. But, like, normally we kind of balkanize into, like, the stuff that we want to... We're like, oh, I want to talk about this this week, and, like, no one else has watched it. Cause, Are you guys going to continue fine. to like, watch Keenan and Young Rock? Uh, I am. Yeah, um, I, I like them am. enough. I want to, yeah. uh, and I could use more comedies. Um. Yeah, it was weird watching them. Made me realize that, like, I really don't have any network sitcoms that I'm really on top of anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, there, there are definitely like half hour shows that I watch, but if it's like Big, Big Mouth on, you know, Netflix, it's not right. like right. a network comedy. Right. So, I will probably continue yeah. to check it out. I'm very curious about Andre the Giant. Me too. Yeah. And Junkyard Dog. And maybe maybe Randall Park will be back. That's right. <laughs> if he isn't, though, the show is dead to me. Fair enough. But at least we can still see him for a couple more weeks in WandaVision. Yes, we can. That's which right. we had already segued to, but here we are. Um, and this so, week they did their own sitcom, which was Modern Family. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was funny watching something that feels like it's already incredibly current. Yeah, that right. was, yeah. Um, I did, I, I do want to say just off the top, I did love that the the theme, the opening credits this week for WandaVision were so distant, like it was so the distinct. What the, yeah, so the, the song was The Office. The title card style was Happy Endings. And then, because uh, it kept flipping through different things saying Wanda. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the the font and, and a lot of the visual style was, uh, uh, Modern Family. Yeah. Um, no, they which did, was... They did a yeah. really good job. Like, the thought that they put into even just, yeah, the, the opening credits stuff is really cool. Because it's never just one show. They, like... Right. They're drawing in a lot of influences. Yeah. 
Um, so, so should we start? So, Dustin, did you have any questions? <laughs> did we lose Dustin? Maybe. Uh, he has no questions. So. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the big thing this week is that they revealed, uh, so it's, uh, Vision is still not at home with Wanda. Wanda is having like a little, uh, her time, little, little me time. She's in her pajamas and eating cereal. Yep. Uh, and then she, and Wanda, and Vision is off dealing with the former sword agents who became clowns when she right. expanded the hex and yep. he he brings he encounters Darcy recognizes her as the woman who made pointed eye contact with him during the, the standoff uh, and like brings her memory back so he's like trying to get back to Wanda with her and like figure out what's going on but his is kind of like a side thing right um, and then meanwhile Monica finds her way like meets up with her contact who is not Reed Richards or any other scientist that we really care about uh, gets a vehicle that is still not able to push through the barrier, and so she decides to run headlong through it. Gets her powers as um, the ca- the powers that she would have in the comics because uh, right. she is a superhero um, by by pushing through the hex, and then uh, goes to talk to Wanda, and Wanda's still like no, uh, and then we basically <laughs> it all just leads up to us finding out that Agatha. Uh, well, Agnes, neighbor Agnes, Agnes is Agatha yep. Harkness, who is a witch from the comics, and everyone had kind of predicted that, but it was still, it wasn't the reveal, it wasn't the fact of the reveal, like, that was not, for at least the hardcore fans who'd been predicting it, like, that was kind of, everyone was waiting for that shoe to drop. It right. was the manner in which the reveal happened, which was that she got her own title sequence that that ran through all the scenes from all the previous right. shows of and that was lovely and that was hysterically funny all right um, so and it was my the, my question is and and <laughs> i knew there. that was coming <laughs> right I, I, of course because i'd read stuff but i have no idea who that is and what how what significance is she in the uh, marvel universe uh so she is so she uh, she's a witch um, but she has a lot of ties. Is she like, like her, a minor character or is she like a major big deal? She's, she's somewhere in between. Like she's she's not like Avenger level. Um, but she is an ancillary character who is has throughout the decades of comics been connected to different characters. And in particular, she she shows up quite often in relation to Scarlet Witch whenever it comes to... Oh. Because when you think about, like, Marvel Comics, there's there's always sort of characters who are in different pockets. Um, and so, like, Scarlet Witch is interesting because she's a mutant, she's an Avenger, but then she's also tied to any of the kind of magical beings. So there are right. characters who are, you know, they're not necessarily, they don't necessarily have to be mutants, but they use magic. Um, and so, like, when she's kind of dealing with that aspect, when she's kind of with the other magical users, Agatha Harkness is kind of sometimes like a mentor character. Sometimes she's, she's just kind of always hanging around. I read one comic arc recent, a few years ago where I'm pretty sure Agatha was, I think she was just a ghost during the whole thing, but she was just sort of like, she would show up and lecture Wanda. Um, Is she connected to another like bigger, big bad. Well, so that's what everyone's wondering is, is if Ralph, uh, the unseen husband is actually Mephisto, um, who is 
a demon character in the in the comics. Um, and part of this is because in the arc where um, the origin of like House of M and everything, but it's the origin of Wanda's children. It's that they are the kids are fragments of Mephisto's soul and some, and Agatha was involved in um, sort of uncovering that. And, and, and uh, I think she wipes Wanda's memory or something, but like all of them are sort of in that, that area. So because this is obviously like we're, we're dealing with the origin, like Wanda just had her twins and, Right. We're not really sure. Like, A, Vision is a synthesoid. B, he's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's plenty of question marks around how on earth, and obviously the pregnancy did not go normally. So it's it, the question is how, how is the show framing what happened in the comics? Um, right. And so they're, they're, Agatha is in play. Um, Mephisto, they showed flies in her house. Uh, so that's a pretty good hint. Um, and I think the book in her basement was like the dark hold or something like there's, there's stuff coming from the comics. So it's just what remix of all that information are they doing? Right. Um, and again, we don't, I mean, I'm so, pretty sure it's Mephisto, but like, technically so we don't know yet. <laughs> so there's one episode left. Is that correct? Uh, there are two, two, two episodes. Okay. I believe it's a nine-episode season. Yeah. And that was seven. Yeah, Odd. that should have been seven. Uh, and then, obviously, there was, like, an after... This was the first one that had an after-credit sequence. Oh, that's right. Um, which is a very MCU thing to do. Uh, but it was uh, Monica getting... Basically, she followed behind Agnes, Agatha, and, and Wanda to Agatha's house. And so she's like gonna go into the basement, and then uh, Pietro shows up, and is like, "You're snooping or something." And so you, like you don't really know what happens after that. Uh, right. But one thing we know is that uh, because of that like song title sequence, is that Agatha had some did some influence on him. Right. Right. Um, so I think part of the question is what right now it's setting up that like. Wanda is not the only one influencing what's going on in the town, but we don't really know the balance between what Wanda did on her own and what Agatha manipulated. Right, right. Uh, so I think that's the question. Did she... Or what Agatha's motivations are. Uh, yeah, we definitely don't know her motivations. Uh, but there is some... So she has some sort of hold on Quicksilver. Um, I don't know that she necessarily is the one that caused it to be the X-Men version, the Evan Peters version of that character to show up rather than, you know, dead Aaron Taylor Johnson. Right. Uh, but she does have some hold on him now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm assuming like Wanda's in the basement. It's a magical basement. We're probably going to find out who the other, the other shoe will drop and it will probably be Mephisto. Right. Um, and somehow all of this has, and the other thing is that Agatha, she was supposed to be, like, babysitting Wanda's kids. And when Wanda got to the house, her kids were not there. Mm-hmm. So I think the the idea is that this whole scheme was to influence Wanda to have these kids. 
Uh, and so the question, so that's the other theory that's going around is like they they want the kid they want like these magical beings. Will oh, like the kids are the are the goal, not the, yeah, not the, the yeah. Her Wanda. Wanda like somehow producing. Will Mephisto then become the villain in Doctor Strange? Very well could. Um, so Doctor Strange is supposed to be like a, somehow be dealing with the multiverse, which um, is a, suddenly a very very popular concept, which basically didn't exist till uh, 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 Pacey's show. Fringe. Like, yeah, it didn't exist in like television movies, and then Pacey brought it uh, to us. <laughs> I think I think John Noble deserves some yeah, credit for sure. that, and Leonard <laughs> Nimoy. No, I mean it's it's a, it isn't. I don't think Fringe made it. Its I never bread and really un- heard the concept because I don't I don't read comics, so that was a new. Oh. Fairly novel concept to me when it happened on Fringe, and now it's everywhere. And like this is happening with Spider Man, and then the other Spider Man. Is Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Well, it happened with that, and now the right. next Spider Man is apparently going to take place in the a multiverse where all the Spider Mans from all right. the other yeah. It's crazy and fun. Re- I can't remember. Is that coming out before or after Doctor Strange? Because I think the the idea should be that they're they should be fairly tied. I, yeah, think I don't know. Doctor Strange is first, right? But and I then, don't know. Um, you think the Eternals is is in some way connected and creates the multiverse? I don't know. I have no, no, idea. no. I don't think the Eternals would create it. Um, whether they're somehow like they come out of it or they, but they shouldn't have to. They should be more on the galactic side of things, right? There's a the whole like, side. yeah. There's a whole like space Marvel stuff, right? So that's like one of the pockets. So it's like you've got your alien stuff, where it's like Guardians and most of what I mean, at least what they've set up Captain Marvel to do. Um, but you've got all your like, and it would also be like Silver Surfer and kind of just all your random alien crap. then you've got your Marvel your mutant stuff and then you're like you know Avengers thing which is kind of a catch all for just whatever random heroes very good Kevin Feige is just just really good at this it's a really good it's really good planning Mm -hmm. Uh, well I hope I think where I'm curious is that now that WandaVision I think WandaVision is really interesting and I know some people are frustrated with the format or whatever, and I think there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but I, I, and I also know I don't think WandaVision was supposed to be kind of the first out of the gate. I think they switched it because I thought it was supposed to be um, Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Right. Yeah. I think that's um, true. And theoretically, Black Widow should have already come out. Right. So, like, WandaVision should not be the second. Uh, kind of female franchise uh but it is and it shouldn't have been the first uh disney plus kind of mcu tv show but it is mm-hmm. um and i actually really like that it has this distinction i like that it's operating in in that place for both both things um but i think it's setting a really interesting bar for now falcon and winter soldier and loki yeah. and the other shows to follow right. winter soldier I'm, looks very like basic comparatively speaking. It looks so basic, but and so I'm hoping they're taking a bit more liberty with the kind of buddy cop angle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it doesn't, I don't have as much hope for it being, uh, as risk taking or, or at least being as much kind of, uh, playing with, with the idea of being television as much. I think it, I think if there was one of of the three shows, if there's one that I'm worried about could be lazy, it would be that one. Because it looks like Loki, even though it's like maybe I don't really know that the premise is anything that I'm as excited about. But I think that given what I know from the comics and just from that trailer, mm-hmm. it looks like they're taking some big swings with Loki. Like right. I think that that one may actually be really surprising. I haven't seen anything that seems surprising about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. So far, I mean, and it's just off of basically a trailer, but right. the, the, the trailer makes it seem like, I mean, a, a well, well-made well action TV show. Which is fun. Right. Which is fun. Yeah. I'm hoping they lean into the kind of awkward, like, mismatch buddy cop angle of it. Right, which they had a little bit of with, like, I think they went to a therapist at one point or something, or yeah. like a couple's counselor kind of... They kind of thing. Like they had that kind of thing going. Yeah, like if they lean into that, I, you know, I'm hopeful. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, I really, I've really enjoyed Wanda for what it is. WandaVision for what it is. Um, and like, I think it is. It's ramping up to be much more. Like the the final stretch is going to be much more like MCU heavy. I think. Right. Like these are the episodes where everything is being set up. Right. Um, and we'll get all of our answers. But I, you know, I, I kind of get sad when people are like, "Oh, you know, it was too slow in the beginning, and all the sitcom <laughs> stuff like doesn't matter." And I'm just like, <laughs> "It was so like it did matter psychologically. You had to establish what her desire was. Right. And, 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 and that's important. that's the stuff that, that I've a, actually yeah. enjoyed." Maybe more. I mean, again, because I'm not, I'm not the biggest diehard MCU person. So yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, like that stuff, I definitely enjoyed. And um, but I also think like there's, and this is something that I'm, I'm, I think that there's something really important about, and I think it did take at least two, you know, two episodes of that format being pretty much unbroken, and then you kind of the the breaks in it, you know, and the chaos that kind of gets added as as things don't add up, you know, or, or that happen outside of her control like that, that definitely accelerates. But the first two episodes, it's, it's pretty subtle. Um, they're played really straight. And I think part of what I appreciated about it was that like, there is a real psychological importance to, to the fact that she chose not an ordinary life, but a sitcom. Like she chose fiction and maybe that's because she has never she has no experience with an ordinary life. She's only seen what she's had on television right. where she and wanted the predictability of television. Like right. I don't want an ordinary life where I could get laid off or whatever. She could just take over a suburban town and move in. And she didn't, she created a show. And right. I think and, that like, yeah. And, and not, not just, not just a, a TV show or, but like very specifically a sitcom where in the classical sitcom form, characters don't change. The world doesn't change. Like your life stays the same. Right. Like, um, no matter what problems you have, at the end of that half hour, it will be resolved and it will reset the next week. Right. Um, and there's, like, a, a... Yeah, the predictability of that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like... Like, I can understand how maybe it, it seemed, you know, like a weird formula or frustrating because nothing's happening. But I do think, like, there was... There was a purpose to, and I, you know, and in that sense, it was good that they made us watch the, you know, gave us the first two episodes in the first week, just like get it out of your system. But like, I, I valued that they gave us that because right. 
I do think it says a lot about her. Yeah. I hope. We'll see. And now the next thing is what she'll do when faced with, you know, a witch and probably a demon. Right. And Woo-hoo. whoever the hell her not brother brother thing <laughs> is. And are they mutants? <laughs> but what will right. Randall Park do? That's all I care about, honestly. He was so <laughs> oh, he was so concerned when Monica was running and he's like, No. Oh, I have a question. Um how did Monica know or where did her theory come from that she could run through the the hex? What, was uh, that set up, or was that just in the moment, it's just her being a hero? Well, I, th- I think she thought she could because she did it before. Because um, when she arrived at the town, she got sucked through. Right. So clearly it, like, led her through that time, and then right. she was ejected through it. So I think, like, in her mind, she is the one person that she knows absolutely for sure. Can pass it, through. Yeah, because she has. Right. Um obviously too much of it built up and, and now she has like electromagnetic powers. Right. Uh, and that, that'll be interesting. And I liked how, when she was kind of passing through and it turned into this like weird kind of fugue state and she's like, and you can hear like dialogue from the Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice. Yeah. I love her. I really, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with her character. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see whatever, um, yeah, whatever they do with her because um, this this has been a nice origin story for her character, um, you know, basically setting up wherever they throw her next Captain Marvel two or or whatever movie. I hope, yeah, I'm like, it's nice. I think this is where I something I hadn't really thought of, but I think you know now that we've seen. Uh, Darcy and Jimmy Woo in the show, and they were characters who were established in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Wanda, and like, you know, but there's knowing that a character who, I mean, granted, younger Monica Rambo showed up in, in Captain Marvel, but this is kind of like we're seeing this is our introduction to the adult version of her. And it's like, I don't feel like she's going to be restricted to the, sh- to the television realm. Like right. we know that there is this crossover happening. So it's like, I'm not worried about getting attached to her and then wondering why she hasn't shown up in a movie. Like I, she will show up in the movies and I'm sure she will be f- important. I think. Um, Cause it's something that always bugged me as much as like, I love agents of shield, but it's like every time something's happening, I'm like, why hasn't anyone gotten Melinda May? <laughs> like you literally have her somewhere. Just get right. her. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I hope in a weird way, I hope Evan Peters sticks around. I hope this isn't just me some too. weird TV cameo. Like I love, he's great. Y'all, I am not a, uh, a comics person. <laughs> but I love the MCU, and uh, I I don't know why. And I love what they're doing with this phase. And I love that WandaVision is coming out at a time when it seems that we are moving away from movie theaters. Which I say yeah. because my regional movie theater chain shut down today. And I yeah. feel like this is the future, and I trust it. And they're doing just a really, I think, WandaVision, if that is the future, I'm all right with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, is Black Widow getting released directly to 
Disney Plus, are they putting it in theaters? Like I don't know. Who knows? Who they knows? might do both. Gosh. I haven't I've been afraid to check on my regional movie theater. It just it just what? shut down today. It was like just just wow. I, yeah. I I mean maybe somebody will come in. I did I did a whole lot of research tonight and it turns out that the uh the guy who started the the whole regional theater chain. It's like a real estate company that happens to own a theater chain because they own the buildings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the uh, owner of this died last month. Oh. We maybe he was sixty-one, so it might have been COVID. I don't know. Who knows? But then uh, you know, right after he died, the chain. Uh, went on hiatus and now they're shut down permanently hmm. and they represent so it's like it might have been it might have been something that he like it was his uh it was important to him rather right than the the other parts of the company maybe but it's crazy because these were basically where everybody went to the movies in my city in my whole metropolitan area mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of other options well, have you considered buying the theater? That I swear to God, when that when I <laughs> read that article, I was like, "Oh, I should do this. I should figure yeah. out how." To like you don't have to have the whole chain, but you could buy the local one. That's seriously, I know. Well, there's and only you could run it. The whole chain is eight theaters in like Maine and New Hampshire. Oh, nobody cares about New Hampshire. Yeah, I know they really don't. <laughs> Just buy the Portland one. What, what do you have in Vermont? Do you have Regal AMC or is it like an indie chain? It's not even an indie. It's every single one is independent. Oh, like do you not have a multiplex or something? Um, there is one that is has multiple theaters. So all of them are small and they usually have like the one in Middlebury has two theater, two screens. Uh, one in Essex has maybe like five screens. The one I go to has, I think, eight screens, which is pretty, you know, pretty big. Um, but none of them are owned by, like, they're all their own things. They're not a chain. Right, none of them are, right. are like the big chains. Right. Like yeah. the same owner, to my knowledge, does not own multiple. And I guess um, this is the downside of not having like huge chains in your area is that they fall apart. And they, I, yeah. It's, it's like having the Texas grid. They're not connected to the rest of the place, so when it falls apart, it doesn't have anybody <laughs> to support them. That's true, although I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about them shutting down yet. Oh, yours? Like, I'm wondering. Yeah. Yours is so fine. Like, because they're so they're so localized, it's sort of like as long as they can work with the landlord to like get a break on rent, they'll probably, and they probably already own their own building. Um, yeah, we still have I don't know. two indie theaters left, but that's f- half a million people in two indie, small indie theaters. Yeah, and that's that was what I was thinking about, cause, because we've never had the chain, we've gotten used to driving, but if even one of those indies shut down, it's like I already drive a half an hour to go to the movies. Like, if that would shut that down, one? I'd be... Do you go to that one in downtown Burlington? <laughs> no, well, because no, that is the so all of them are indie. That one is the art house theater. Yeah, that's what oh. we have left is that art house theater. Just the art house. Yeah, there's a difference. No, no, the Roxy is its own special thing, um, and that I only go to for for art house movies. 
<laughs> well, that's that's the thing. It's like we have basically the version of the Roxy left, and so they're obviously not going to show indie movies anymore. And so if a Marvel movie comes out, if we only have like 12 screens left in our city, they're just yeah. going to all be Marvel movies. Ugh, and you're going to have to wait in line. Oh, you're going to yeah. be fighting for tickets opening no, day. No, no. It's all online and Adam tickets. Go to Adam tickets to support. Oh, are the, are the indie theaters on Adam? It's not just the chain? Oh, I have no idea. Actually. <laughs> you haven't checked. No. <laughs> Go to Adam Tickets, maybe. Yes. You know, maybe. Check, it, check it out. <laughs> um, we, we have a lot of theaters here. Yes, you do. Yes. I mean, they're, they're not open, but, you know, they, they are there. They're so. fine. I, I don't know if they're fine. They, they haven't closed yet. Yeah. So. No, but you guys, you have beautiful weather all the time, so you can have dry, they can just set up drive-in theaters. Like, you can year-round watch movies outdoors. That's true. Drive-ins have been doing... Uh, business, but uh, w- w- does a drive-in ever have good audio? I feel like I've never. I mean, I haven't been to a drive-in in years, so well now they I can pipe it in through what, your your uh, radio. So like, but even that, your... even that technology, I feel like it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not that good. Like it's always still scratchy, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like it, it's okay. And like you're not getting a great pick. Like no, you're not getting. Obviously, it's better than nothing, but you're not getting any. Like the the viewing is below average, the sound is below average. Yeah, but you can um, make out. Well, sure, That's but true. you can do that. You don't need a you don't need a drive-in for that. Um, do you? Is that a thing? I, there was only one drive-in in Hawaii, so it was not like you know nobody went there. Like you just go to I don't know, like a like the beach. I don't know. Well, yeah, you can go to, but you're, I'm saying of places <laughs> you can watch movies. It's a lot more. I feel like it's easier to hook up in a car. Than a than a movie theater seat. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, obviously, you can just go to the beach. Or you can just go outdoors, <laughs> but like of places where a movie is playing. Right. Well, it's right. crazy. So you're saying compared to a regular movie theater, right? That this is happening when in China right now there are movies <laughs> that are making literally like six hundred million dollars. Yes, and they're not Marvel movies. No, I know they're like. <laughs> Like, some movie came out this weekend that made, like, $100 million in China about, like, a guy and his mom or something. It was a, it was a, it was the third movie, Gen X Cop. No, I'm thinking of the Paul Rudd. Oh, uh, Detective Chinatown 3. Yes, Detective Chinatown 3. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that series is a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why, like, uh, what was it previous to that? Like, the highest, I think it was, like, the highest grossing movie in China for a while was uh, a Stephen Chow movie, The Mermaid. It wasn't even, like, one of his funny ones. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's good. It's good. But it's, yeah, it was kind of, it's like he made sort of a weird environmental movie, kind of. Oh. <laughs> it's right. just like. This is how you know that theaters will eventually come back. Because, like, clearly there's still a, in China, there's a huge desire for it. And we have it, too, I hope. God, I miss the theater so much. Well, yeah, we'll be fine. Because that's, okay. So some of these guys may have had to shut down, but then when people can go places in public again, eventually someone will buy up those spaces and probably reopen them. That's that's the hope, yes. It will be fine. And that person will probably be you. I hope so. (laughs) That would be great. You guys want to do like a joint thing? 
We're doing a podcast, Dustin. Okay, fair. <laughs> We're already doing a joint thing. Yeah, this is already our side project. Are you asking me to pop popcorn? Because I can do that. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I will add. A, I will add a lot of salt. <laughs> the Podjiba movie theater chain. <laughs> oh my god! Where we, we only movies. show television. <laughs> we only show television, and we talk over all of it. Yeah, <laughs> that would actually be really funny. It'd be like, like it would be like Mystery Science Theater, only none of it's actually jokes. Right. <laughs> and we it's like serve. it's like it's like director commentary without the director. Or really any insightful comment. We're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna talk. We'll be yeah. talking about chickens, and they're like we're trying it's, to watch. <laughs> we serve like, cheap no, wine you don't from Trader Joe's. He got roosters by accident. Yeah, it's <laughs> still right. funny, right. guys. Right. It's still yeah. it's still funny. It's been a year, but it's still funny. Trust <laughs> it us. It will never not be funny. Um, <laughs> That we're feels like a good out. place. Oh, fine. Oh, no, no, fine. go, 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 go. Oh, Sorry. no, I was going to say we're going to find out his neighbor is, like, sneaking in and leaving the eggs. Oh. So, like, actually, they are all roosters. None of them have laid eggs. Then going to the grocery good. store and, like, leaving. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. If you had a, if you had set up a camera, you'd know. <laughs> what if it's someone repaying you for a kindness that you've given them over the years? Mm-hmm. Because no. you have been charitable in ways that uh, some would say you're being taken advantage of. But I, I, I would say it's just you're paying it forward, and now it's coming back in the form also, of eggs. I've also heard about some, you know, uh, fellow Portlandians of the main <laughs> persuasion who uh, have a possibly unhealthy interest in you, Dustin. Um, <laughs> You've just been driving and leaving eggs in my... Every day. They might have, yeah. (laughs) And maybe petting your dog. It's fine. (laughs) The point is, don't fall down your stairs. Don't fall down your stairs. Uh, Hang on to the rails. Hang Hang on to the the rails. rails. Look forward to the Podjiba Movie Theater coming soon to Portland, Maine. And (laughs) that's the show. (laughs) And if you have questions about hurt butts... Please tweet at Love Spackle. Hurt butts at Love Spackle. Um, we've uh, no game this week again because uh, I don't know. Maybe we don't play games anymore. Uh, All right. Well, because well, it's still the Untitled Rabbit Hole game, and the whole show is a rabbit hole game. It, it, you, well, yeah, and also, so I'll come up with a new game someday. But also, it's very late for you guys. So yeah, but your next game go. is going to be called the Birdwalk <laughs> Game. It's all going to be like tangent game. <laughs> I'll come up with a game someday. I, I, my brain cells are starting to come back, I think. Um, but uh, we'll, 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 you'll find out next week if, if that's happened or not. But in the meantime, have a good night. Good night. Good night. And listen to the uh, Passions podcast. Just don't promote other podcasts. I, 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 on our podcast. I supposed to do. I, come on. They're nice people. <laughs>